Welcome to another episode of Euro Trash. Yes. <laughs> Actually, no, this is the BP Zone, but we're in for quite a week of Euro Trash ahead yeah. as we preview the international football along with the Premier League and every other little bits and pieces there. We've updates on Lanzarote's progress. They keep, they're keeping up their good start to the season. Yeah. And we actually have some questions this week too as well. So Nice one. Episode 35. Here we go. We're getting fucking old. I know, every day. Every day is a struggle. (laughs) (laughs) So what I'm going to get back to doing now is, before we start, I'm going to do all the plugs and all that kind of style stuff. You can find us on Facebook at BPs on Arsenal. You can find us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash BPs on Arsenal. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Podcast Addicts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Did I get through that fast enough? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, if you could... um, Go on to iTunes specifically and rate us, even if it's a one star, just to get us any any sort of rating out there to give us an old boost, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Every little helps, as Tesco will tell you, <laughs> once they're charging you through the butthole. <laughs> but um, I'm going to turn it over now to the man with the insane plan, Cusack, Jamie, oh, yeah. International Football. Tell us about why do we have to put up with it this week? Oh yeah, we have the UEFA Nations League. Um, it's a complete new new boss, new team. Do you do you understand how it works? I'm guessing it's sort of divisions. Yeah. Is so yeah. You've got a lot of like um, three team div- leagues, which is very strange. Uh, you've got League A, B, C, D, and it's basically like a promotion relegation thing, and somehow you win it, and somehow you get. Is it four qualification spots for Euro 2020? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of teams have been put, have had players withdrawn and stuff like that, but it's the Danes, them lovable, loving, lovable Lego loving bastards. Yeah. Have taken it to a whole new extreme. They have. I mean, how do you get from the last 16 of the World Cup to this? You know, it's um. To to give you a bit of background on it, um. So Denmark are playing Slovakia in a friendly, nothing to do with the Nations Cup uh, tomorrow night. And I think they're playing Wales on Saturday in their opening Nations Cup game. They're in our group, of course, as well. And what's happened is the Danish FA have been negotiating with the players and the staff of the team for the past couple of months, actually, about image rights and commercial rights and all this kind of stuff. More money, basically. And what's happened is... Their old deal is up, is up, obviously, and they were looking for an extension this month, so it hasn't happened. So the fallout of that is, it's, Denmark have had to pick from Division 3 and down, and including four futsal players yeah. in their squad against Wales. And it's actually affected them, uh, the teams that they play for in those divisions, because those divisions are still going on, Yeah. while the international... Like they even tried, they even tried to pull players from their top division, and the clubs in top division stood in solidarity with the the main squad. Yeah. So how this affects Ireland going forward? Because obviously, 
they could sign a deal between now, between Saturday or whatever, and the next game is, I think, what UEFA have said is, if they feel this squad now, they will have to feel this squad for the rest of the games. Yeah. Or else you're bringing the, comp- the competition in disrepute or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's... It's only acceptable, really, because you're going to have to register them players, aren't you? Well, like, you're going to have... You could have Wales winning 5-0 against a team of fucking no-hoppers. Yeah. And then their, their next game, then you have Christian Eriksen and all these guys coming out against yeah. Ireland. It kind of sways the competition a bit. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, yeah. massively. Like, yeah, <laughs> it does. So they're going, they're going to have to do something, and I've heard some pretty ridiculous arguments about it already. Oh, Manchester United can play fucking under-21s in in the FA Cup third round and they play their strongest team in the fourth round that's wrong sorry no yeah it's the, it's a different it's uh, knockout <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you know what I mean like it's a totally different round like so uh, it's a bit it's already put the thing into a bit of a far strike situation yeah. like isn't it it's a we're, look football there's always controversy and this is definitely the most controversial thing at the that's moment that's happening and they have previous as well because um their women's team last year, I was reading up a bit about it a while ago, pulled out of a World Cup qualifier last year, I think, against Sweden. And they were threatened with if they did it again, they'd be thrown out of the competition. Yeah. So maybe they could be thrown out of the UEFA Nations Cup. I don't know. In international terms, it's probably the first hiccup that a team has really had since in a, France. Yeah. In the, was it the 2010 World Cup? Wasn't it? Yeah, when they all mutinied. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's mad, really. You know? It's a crazy situation, and it could only happen in our group as well, where of course we're having our own problems with players as well. Yeah. What's your take, and have you heard any extra about the Declan Rice situation before we I, move on to the next one? I haven't. Um, I think I think the going by the FAI, it seems like they've tried to manoeuvre past it, and they're only giving hmm. updates on the current squad at the moment. Build up to the Wales game. I was listening to um, oh, what's it called? News talk there a while ago, and. The guys in off the ball there reckon there's possibly an announcement coming before the game on Sunday that or Saturday, whenever it is, that they reckon it's going to be a positive outcome because Seamus Coleman was being interviewed as well and he was very positive about the whole situation. So who knows, maybe. It's actually going to be a very interesting uh, game. It's on. It's actually on uh, tomorrow night, Ireland and Wales. But I think, um, you know, Seamus Coleman... After breaking oh, that going leg, back to going fucking, back, yeah, yeah. it's going to be interesting for him, and I'm sure he's going to want to get his leg up over him and, you know, prove him <laughs> I wrong. I thought you were going to say break somebody else's Neil Taylor, wasn't it, that did for Wales that it game? It was, yeah, it was. <laughs> um, also, we've had another uh, situation in the camp, and this probably brings up a lot of old memories for Irish international fans as well. Uh, Harry Arthur left the squad. Now, he played against Arsenal on Sunday, yeah. was very good for them, missed a few chances, we'll go over that in a while, but not injured, not suspended, left the squad. There was rumours going around of a training ground bust up with Roy Keane. Yeah. <laughs> um, where have we heard this story before? Um, I suppose any club that is managed, and uh, of course the O2 World Cup with Mr. story. Yeah. But uh, there was some like stupid rumours going around as well that Declan Rice was the one that pulled him apart and everything. That's that's bullshit as far as we know. But uh, yeah, Harry Arthur had a scrap with Roy Keane on the training pitch. And when, what I thought was a bizarre, bizarre kind of interview with Martin O'Neill, he did, he's like, oh, I won't deny that. He's like, he didn't, 
come out and you should kind of gloss over these things even if they are true yeah in my point of view anyway exactly you know because they're going to be found out eventually because it looks yeah they're going to be found out but it looks bad when he's like yeah I'm not denying that happened like if you're going to say something say something John. yeah it's like he wants to let everyone know right right he's been a a dickhead again (laughs) (laughs) but um, yeah so what's your take take on that Firstly, I'm not surprised, obviously. Yeah. For starters, but um, I think we can't do we can't do without players like Harry Arthur, sad as oh, it is. Oh yeah, because uh, look, Wes Hoolahan is gone now. Saying that, I know we weren't big fans of him, but yet he was been played. Mm. Who like like Glenn Whelan, like in my opinion, is pretty much finished. James being poor for Aston Villa as well this year. So James McCarthy is injured still. Um, is on. He's actually supposed to be recovering there by the end of the month, I think. But mm. he won't be there for this match. That's the reality of it. So, I don't think we can afford these bust ups. And what I'd be more worried about is if it's more than a bust up that he's actually gone from the team now. I would say he probably will be gone from the setup. Yeah. But if they go, he'll come back. Yeah. Um, like, why is it that such a country like ours always can afford to leave players of quality off in the wilderness? Like, Trapatoni used to do it with Stephen Reid and Andy Reid. Yeah. And Wes Hulan, obviously, as well, who, as good as he can be, I didn't rate massively, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, you know, I think, like, I know the time with Stephen Ireland there, he kind of lied about his grandmother dying yeah. or whatever, but... Like he was obviously going through some like mental issues at the time, though. De- de- definitely, definitely going through something, and uh, he why probably, he wasn't getting the support? He yeah, he wasn't offered the way back. I don't think. Yeah, he was be honest. he's been pointed at more as a victim. Because remember, then, he had the hair plugs and the stuff as well. Yeah. And apparently, he was being ribbed on and training over that as well. Like so. Yeah. I don't know. So everyone is different. Like so, me or you could probably tell each other. Off more yeah, like exactly. I, I just say yeah, you you too like you know? yeah. It wouldn't bother me, but I don't. I can't. I can't figure out how a country like ours can afford to constantly have like bust ups and stuff like that with quality yeah. quality players. Like and it only it only screws us up. Like it doesn't yeah. hurt anyone else. Exactly, you know. And I think I think the FAI overall. I think we definitely has. Its they just faults. stand. They just stand by and let it happen as well. Yeah, they have their faults. Sorry, stupid fly. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's some tasty, tasty games in the first round of matches. Germany and France tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, of course, the whole Mesut thing will probably surround that as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the fact that France are now world champions and Germany are the former world champions. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll be a tasty one. Yeah, revenge. Uh... But, of course, we'll be stuck watching Hoofen Wales in Ireland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Friday, you have a lot of all surrounds playing each other, but you... Russia playing their first game since their great showing at the World Cup against Turkey. That'd be interesting because Turkey were our team, also like Russia, who were struggling team wise. Like I know Russia obviously came out of the World Cup mm. like something else. They were amazing. On steroids. Yeah, <laughs> they're actually too good to be true. But uh, you know, it'll be a great game. I think they'll probably give them a walk over even. Um, England versus Spain as well Saturday night. That'll be a good game. Quarter to nine. That's on. I think that's Central European time though, as far as I know. Uh, so quarter to seven, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Quarter to eight, that sounds more right. And then, of course, you've Sunday, you have the Denmark and Wales game, which now is even more interesting yeah. to look at oh. because see what happens there. Oh, without a doubt. Um, you know, because obviously they're not going to be really recu- recuperated at that stage as well. 
Because Wales could still be knackered as well from being kicked around the pitch by our team. Yeah, true. Um, then Monday, like it's, you have some decent games every day. Monday of Portugal and Italy. Portugal who were kind of underwhelming at the Europa, or World, World Cup. Cup sorry. Italy didn't even qualify. Italy didn't even qualify, so... It's going to be an interesting one. And actually, Mario Balotelli, I think, is actually back, back in the squad. Back yeah. in the squad, and he proved his wealth there at uh, Nice. Yeah. Um, Spain then as well in England's group that's a tasty group Yeah. Spain are playing Croatia so England will have to play Croatia again in October I think as well that's going to be a cracking game so of that course. should be a good game as well I fancy Croatia then. oh yeah to tip Spain there even away from home Um. so that's enough rubbish football yeah back to uh, we're going to just round up the Premier League No. first so we'll start we what do you want to talk about, Alison, for Liverpool? Um, go on, I'll let you have it. Go on. Okay, uh, so is... Liverpool were 2 0 up through goals from Sadio Mane and Roberto Firmino, his first goal of the season. And a back pass, I think it was it was from Virgil van Dijk, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. So, a little background before I finish. Last week, Alison did this amazing flick over the head of the Brighton defender or striker, I think it was. And cleared it, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, this guy's a Rolls Royce and gold." And <laughs> yeah. So this week he tried it again against Damari Gray with the striker. Oh no, sorry, it was an Eniacho, Kalichi Anachi. I cannot cannot say that right. Can't say that right. Anachio, <laughs> whatever. Inaccio. So he he received the ball on the right hand side of the box, and with the player coming in, he should have like just passed it out for a throw in or kicked it out for a goal kick or a corner or whatever. Yeah, but. Allison tried to turn back on himself, turn back towards goal, and Inaccio just dispossessed him, passed it across yeah. the, the thing and across the D, and Damari Gray dispatched it for 2 1. And now, this is going to bring us to <coughs> this is going to bring us to a discussion of ball playing goalkeepers, really. Yeah, so, playing out through the back. Playing but... out through the back, and Peter Cech gave me nightmares as well on Sunday watching yeah. against Arsenal. Or against Cardiff. So what's your take on the whole I, building from the back? And Pep seems to have brought this thing in. Like. I'm the kind of fella who, when a back pass is done, and I'm watching, uh, I literally put my hands in my head kind of a thing. But even if the player isn't there, it's just in case that they miskicked the ball or something. Because this happened so many times. I, I'm not in favour of playing right out from the back unless they're that uh, they're... The team. defender, the centre back is close the, the whole keeper. the whole point of this whole ball playing goalkeeper, right, is Pep. I read this about Pep. This is what he says about it, right? If your goalkeeper has the ball, you're drawing the attacker to your goalkeeper, and you're passing it out, and that leaves you with a numerical advantage up the field. Yeah. So you're taking a striker out of the game. Yeah. And you've ten, and they've nine. Then you know if, yeah. if you get me. But is it worth it for that risk? For just a one-man advantage for your one, your one attack or whatever, like. Well, the way I see it is every every team in the league has the hold-up striker that mm. will be told to stay up, anyway. Yeah. So I don't see it as even taking them out of the game, in my opinion. But saying that, look, we've we've came across some amazing goals from, from playing out from the back, but I but, I personally feel like it's a bit of a risk. What I was when I was listening to the other day on one of the other podcasts, um. I think it was it was one it was a journalist anyway, an English journalist, and he was saying if Allison turns that player and gets it right, yeah, that player's gone off for his lunch. 
yeah, over, oh, yeah. over the over the in line and Edison as a whole wing at the other side to play it to and Liverpool are off on the attack and you're up for a third goal, but why? Yeah. You just don't just kick it out and you won't concede the first goal in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. You just keep your tuna lead rather than yeah. gambling for a Yeah, there was no need to take the possession. chance. No need to take the chance, uh, without a doubt. Like it was stupid. But like <laughs> there's that's that's fair enough if you're getting caught with the ball at your feet. If you did you watch any of the Arsenal Cardiff game? I did not. I caught the the goals alright, but uh, So just to give you a bit of uh what Peter Check did, which is worse. And this is just Ridiculous. Um, I think it was Gendouzi. Or no, sorry. Mustafi gave him back the ball, basically. And in front, he's right in, the, right in his own goal line now, right? And Gendouzi is here on the D outside the box. And Harry Arthur is just inside him. So Gendouzi calls for the ball, I think. No, I think he called for it. And Peter Cech passes it straight out. To, straight out to Harry Arthur. And Harry Arthur walks in and blazes it over the bar. And it was 1-1, I think, at the time. It should have been 2-1 to Cardiff. Yeah. And it's that kind of stupid stuff that I... Oh, yeah. It's um, it's not. It doesn't look professional, does it? It looks like a schoolyard kind of a thing. And we're going to come back to this one off. when we talk about Arsenal in a while. Yeah. But uh, we go to Palace, who have had a... They looked look like uh, one of the sides of possibly getting the top six or top eight this year, but... They've had a rough enough start so far, like. And it's down to one man because he hasn't really been performing. That's Wilfred Zaha. Wilfred Zaha, he looked very petulant there against Liverpool a few weeks ago. Yeah, you know his attitude really changed after Christmas last year, mm. and he looks like a superstar. And like I think United are probably saying to themselves, "God Almighty, we should have given him more time." But you know this is it. Like he isn't the most consistent player, and that's the problem. Yeah. And that's yeah. why he probably won't get his chance in England set up either. Like he he was in an interview by Sky last week and. After he signed a new contract in the summer with Palace, and he said, "Oh, why would I leave? I'm happy here." And yeah. it seems like a guy that's happy with his lot, and he doesn't want to push himself that next next step. But <clears throat> I think I think he's as happy. Like I don't even think the money is would face him because he's already yeah. earning enough. But like I think it would have been right for him if he had went to Tottenham and came knocking on the door. Yeah, because even Paul Merson was saying no. If Paul Merson says said the sky was blue, I'd look up to check because he, the guy is clearly yeah, you know, you know, delusional. Like, but like, he said he could play yeah. for Barcelona or Real Madrid. Like yeah, I don't. Think so. I don't. I don't think he has that quality. But I think he's a better version of Aaron Lennon. Yeah. If if that makes any sense. Yeah, he's in that that Lennon Tia Walcott kind of bracket, yeah. isn't he? Exactly. When, yeah. he when he plays well, it looks he's dangerous. Amazing. Yeah. Like, Oh, it's dangerous. But uh, Palace lost 2-0 to Southampton. Not something we expected there. Everton continue to <laughs> upset their fans, drawing 1-1 at home to Huddersfield. Yeah. What have you thought of Marco Silva so far? He's hot and cold. Like, uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't see him being a success, but I don't see him They've being a massive... Lo- they still haven't lost the game, though, and they did have... Um, what's his name? Uh, Richarlison was suspended for that game as well against Huddersfield it's it's going to be interesting to see with everything because everything didn't um, even though they invested a bit they invested a lot more the summer beforehand and mm. it didn't really go um, didn't go according to plan because I, bringing, think, I think that was down to Coleman on his love of number 10s yeah, yeah <laughs> it just it just didn't work and, and Wayne Rooney as well being totally past it yeah yeah which we, did, which we probably knew at the time as well is it like um 
he's actually he's actually do he actually did very well though at the weekend. I know it's them less, but he got I think he got two goals and assists for DC United. So uh, DC I think were bottom and now they're seventh in the conference. DC or the MLS where Bradley White Wright Phillips can be a star. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> record they're, goal scorer. Oh over yeah. There. Not not like in the MLS or anything <laughs> like that. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. And David Beckham actually, uh, Inter Miami. Oh, they, they started the day. Yeah, they offloaded, it's just what they call Inter Miami, and they uploaded their crest. Oh, nice. So that's interesting. Uh, Brighton as well drew 2 2 with Fulham. Fulham are an exciting team to watch. I like Fulham. I, I, li- I always did like I enjoyed um, them even the year before last when they were beaten in the playoffs. Yeah. By Huddersfield, was it? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the. Brighton again though they just never give up do they no they don't they're 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 kind of remind me a small bit like Ireland in the style of football that they play it's a and bit Glenn, rough and Glenn Murray then he'll be 35 next month I think and he's been fantastic and like to look at him he's the slowest guy on the pitch but he just pops up in yeah. the right areas he's like an old boxer that's why he's like you know yeah exactly you know, yeah. but like uh, I was listening to a podcast and the, the other night and they were saying Pascal Gross missed the penalty for yeah. Brighton and they were describing it as like he fucking did a little jog up to it and, <laughs> and bang missed it he was doing all these twitches and twitches and eventually you know, he missed they gave Glenn Murray the next penalty he just gave it a bit of Accrington Stanley yeah. <laughs> that's what they said to him and smashed it in the top corner but uh, yeah so Brighton and excuse me Fulham was 2-2 uh, we thought we were going to talk about West Ham in a bit separately <laughs> Chelsea and Bournemouth. You have a uh, bit to say about that game. Yeah, I, I watched it. Um, I wasn't very convinced of Chelsea, but yet there are four wins on the trot, you know. But, you know, you'd be there saying, it have been fantastic. But I, they kind of, like, what was it, the 70-odd minute there? Mm. And it was 85th minute they got the second goal. Marcus Alonso could have easily been sent off as well. Oh, yeah. Um, like, I think Chelsea as a whole unit. I see David Luiz been a dodgy force yet again <laughs> from this season. I wasn't very happy with him. I think some of his decision making is terrible. You know, when to clear the ball and just hoof it out. They were very poor against us that time. We could have scored four or five against them in the yeah. first half alone. I and I think like Rudiger likes to play kind of centre defensive mid. I like him though. He's oh, a, oh, I like he's him. a real danger in set pieces. He is unreal. And Aspel Lequeta isn't one of those players you see what you get. You get a different thing every week mm. with him. You know so. Jorginho again though his passing ratio is off the fucking charts again yeah he's a fantastic Kovacic Kovacic has had an okay start at the club it's a bit like he reminds you a bit like Fred it's been okay so far and that's it he reminds you someone that isn't that hasn't hit top gear yet though as well yeah I think he'll be an amazing signing for them and I was surprised Real let him go actually yeah Um, Man City Newcastle what can you say about this Newcastle went out with a game plan to, to stop Man City playing yeah, Raheem Sterling Raheem Sterling just pulled one out out of his arse yeah really uh, fantastic finish on, on the corner wasn't it I, I think I think Newcastle are going to be um, a good team this year and I think they're going to pick up some good yardage on the does Benitez does Benitez stay the season I I, pers- I don't know will he want to say he might get a job his off contract is up next year I think yeah I, I think possibly he might stay and then go after his contract is up I think Newcastle will want, will want to keep him because I think they're going to do well but I think he might get a better job somewhere else if you look at them at the moment like right he is keeping them in the division yeah more or less but other than that what are their 
ambitions. What are, what are their aspirations like? Yeah, I, I. Is it just to float and exist in the Premier League? I'm sure the Newcastle fans will want Europa League football. I mean, they don't Europa League football. I know Arsenal are in it now and what have you. What did it do for Burnley? They're out before the group stages even started. Yeah. Beaten by Olympiacos and West Ham happened it twice in the last few years as well. It's it's true, but I think it's just those extra games and it's playing European sides and I think it's the travelling too mm. that might uh, grasp in the fans and, and it promotes the club, I suppose, a small bit too. Because this talk, you can talk now about United oh, yeah. and Burnley. Burnley have started out the league very, very badly. Oh, very poor. And I would put that down to the Europa League, the extra games they've played. Yeah. So I know we're different views again now, but after four games, it's only a point, and they've had, what, six games in the Europa League yeah. already. So it's, uh, how did they do against G? Uh, they didn't do well. We we actually we played well, taking that away from where we played, but the fact that they played bad made us look even that bit more better. Mm. But... Uh, United actually came out and controlled the game and, you know, I was like, Jesus, this is fantastic. First 15 minutes, you know. Lukaku few... should have really fucking... Oh, yeah, Lukaku should have uh, really topped the uh, top scorers chart this yeah. weekend. But uh, he didn't. But, um, look, I have to say, Burnley, didn't, not, not at one stage could they ever build up momentum and get a good grasp of the game. They didn't create any chances. Um, they look a shadow of the team that was there last year, don't they? Yeah, they look, you know, like how compact they were last year. I mean, they were... They were, they were difficult to beat. Like, Yeah, you couldn't break them down. They were, they were fantastic. It was like Harry Regnap on a good day's work or Sam Allardyce, you know, on a good day for them. Like, they're just very hard to their break Their time has passed. <laughs> yeah, other times will pass now. But, um, of course, uh, United opened the score and a fantastic ball. Classic old header there, Lukaku. In at the back post, um, Lukaku then doubled the lead in. It was a bit of a ricochet, but nothing more than what we deserved. Really mm. going into the break, and uh, I look, Lukaku had a lot of chances in the second half, but I won't complain. He buried the two that he had in the first half, but um, we won a penalty then, and I felt Paul Pogba should have turned around and said, "Come here to me, you." There, you giving his man, yeah, he's giving his buddy the hat trick. There, exactly, you know, give him the hat trick because I, I wanted that, and I was actually, I was actually angry as Paul Pogba was sent up to take the penalty, and then I was even more angry <laughs> well, when uh, Joe Hart uh, saved us. Fluffed his line. Yeah. It was actually, uh, to be fair to Joe Hart, it was a nice moment for him because I think, in a certain way, I kind of said, let let people know there that I'm not completely gone, yeah. you know. So it was a nice moment for him. And uh, it was a good save. And uh, then there was more controversy. I think I was going to ask you about this. Yeah, it was uh, Rashford. And it was an amazing piece of acting by Philip Bardsley, I think. Oh, yeah, Philip Bardsley. Um, like, it was very intelligent what he did. An old Manchester boy. An old, yeah, he knew was, exactly yeah. what he was doing. Yeah. Like, I, before you go on to the, the head button, whatever, I thought he could have gotten a red card for kicking out at him in the first place. He should have. Because it's like what Beckham did to Simeone back in the World Cup in 98. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's that, the double a, kick, yeah. He had a country hate him for it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Rashford bought, bought it, sadly. Yeah, he, he did. He, he was sold uh, the merchandise. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely... Uh, <laughs> You know, if you tried to make, he made a right hands of it after that. <laughs> Didn't keep the receipt, said no, he. no. Um, it was he basically squared up to him. It was more like a rub of he, heads. He than pushed, head, but... pushed his head on, yeah. his head, and then Bardsley pushed back as well, like so. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I think the ref could have given both of them reds there easily. 
the the only the only thing I will say about Phil Bardsey in the situation that probably saved him was that he didn't d- jump onto the ground. Yeah. That that was the only thing I think that saved him from not getting a red or else. The uh, fella like him though is never going to do that. Like. No, he's, he's not. He's from the old school proper little fucking hard ass. Yeah, he is. Yeah, but uh, look for Rashford. It's a lesson learned. Yeah, it's a lesson learned. I think. And I'm sure Bardsley would have been sitting at home last night having a good giggle watching that. Yeah, oh, there, like. without a doubt. <laughs> I think, uh, I think, I think Rashford could develop from it, but football terms the way he's been, even when he came on, I don't see him playing much of an impact for us. So mm. I think he could start thinking about his future and maybe. Really. He, I think. What so. do you think? Would you think a loan move would suit him maybe for? May- January for May- the end of the season maybe or maybe he just changes his attitude like Luke Shaw has mm. you know look after yourself better put your head down forget there that uh, you're like he needs I think he, sometimes I think he has it in his head uh, and it's added pressure to him there is those goals he scored against Arsenal and mm. the ones in the Europa League when he came on as a kid basically but now he's starting to turn into a bit of a man now you know and he's starting to develop uh, fully in height, in terms of height, weight, kind of a thing. Mm. So I think he needs to work harder on his game and come down out of the clouds and onto the pitch. <laughs> out of the clouds. <laughs> so um, there's a stat going around, right? That I have to find this now. That Leicester City, right? The year before they won the league, you probably know where I'm going with this. Yeah. One second now. So. As, as you all remember, Leicester had an amazing Bowers season a few years. 2015-2016 season, wasn't it? No, where are we? Here we go. So Watford played Spurs this Sunday, and this is going somewhere, I promise you. Watford played Spurs this Sunday, and of course a lot of people expect... Both teams on nine points, and a lot of people expected Spurs to just turn up. And win it. So, I found a statistic the other day on Reddit. So, Watford now have 12 points. They beat Spurs in a classic Spurs performance. We weren't expecting that, but look, Watford have been good. <laughs> they have been good. Uh, in 2014-2015, right? Listen to this. Leicester finished 14th with 41 points and a record of 11 wins, 8 draws, 19 losses. The following season, they won the title. Last season, Watford finished 14th with 41 points and a record of 11 wins, 8 draws and 19 losses. <laughs> okay. So tell me, Jamie, are Watford going to win the league this year? Um, Put I, your tenor down. I don't I don't think um, Tridini would have had the firepower that Jamie Vardy and I don't think there was a right head Maris for Watford. <laughs> but saying that, I do feel that Watford can uh, rattle a few cages and do well for themselves. What I find what I find about them so far is there's a stat as well that... They're excited when they there's come a, There's a stat as well, but I think Man City and Chelsea are the only teams who have less time to win back the ball than Watford at something like eight seconds or something like that. But like if you look at the team, like right. Cat Carcass... It hasn't changed much. Well, you know, well, I'll tell you one thing about Watford. I think, I think they realise now that they're going to take advantage of it now because they came up in 06, 07 uh, with a young Ashley Young at the time and uh, a very screwed up team that 
finished went straight after, back down went straight back down weren't seen for a couple of years and uh, you know I think now that they've got a taste after coming up mm. last year or whatever and they've a taste it's their third, third, third yeah. they, like they've kind of made a stamp in the but league then, then there's that other stat where Watford always start strong kind of do nothing f- from November to January and then start over again in January oh, yeah, there, with a new manager and there, always, rinse and repeat yeah, like anything there is there is that risk but you know I do I do feel that there's a better team there and you know you see Ben Foster great goalkeeper there makes United as well of course yeah but, it, but to be fair I I had no problem having him as backup to De Gea like you know, that guy that, goal, like, that signed I think this year Roberto Pereira is a fucking savage player he was in um well, he was in the World Cup squad for Argentina, wasn't he? Think so. They shoot last this whatever last year last season. <laughs> uh, that's we have to talk. We talked about Liverpool first. Yeah. So I think that's it. Bear Arsenal and West Ham actually. Yeah. So let's talk a bit about West Ham and then onto managers. Well, well, it was actually the player that impressed me most last week. That scored the winner against West Ham for Wolves, Adama Traore. Yeah, I, I, when I, the minute I seen this goal score, I was like, yeah, Jamie's <laughs> gonna gloat about that. Yeah, I am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what? First of all, there's four games played, okay? West Ham have no points. Yeah. Is there. Are people like shooting. Are people jumping the gun on this one? Because I, if, you think, if you think about it, right, before. Man City's Manuel Pellegrini won a league with Man City and I, I know Paul Merson keeps coming up but I was watching the debate on Sky the other night and Paul Merson's first comment about Manuel Pellegrini yeah he's never done anything with a small club blah 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 and Paul Merson's just a fucking bluffer to me because yeah. um, Pellegrini came to fruition with Villarreal a tiny t- place in Spain yeah. That he got to the semi-finals of the Champions League, where we beat them, luckily. <laughs> Didn't win the thing at the time. But anyway, do you think Pellegrini's got it in him to change it up? To fix this? Oh, I, I think they've just had a difficult start. I think they had Chelsea th- and... They've played two of the top six already. Yeah, exactly. You know, they've had... A, they've... Well, they've played Liverpool, Arsenal, West Ham... West Ham City? No, no they've play. played City yet. But... To be fair, they've ha- haven't had it easy. I feel that there's enough quality in the team to get them up to maybe a 14th to you know at the end of the season. That's the quality we're talking about here. I think. Yeah. Um. Because you know they didn't really build the team around Marko Nartovic, and if Nartovic comes off, Hernandez goes on. So I think if you put the two of them into the same team, like you look at the squad, the uh, games they've lost. 4-0 to Liverpool on the opening day, right? Anyone could lose 4-0 to Liverpool on their day because they can be that devastating. Yeah. They were unlucky. I think it was at the last minute or something like that against... No. <laughs> in order to go against uh, Bournemouth and they lost. And they lost to Wolves. And of course, against... Well, I'm going to admit it. Against Arsenal, they looked like the better team for an hour yeah. until we finally got control. Oh, yeah. Like, eventually... It was, it was the last minute against Wolves. It was Sorry. silly mistakes at the back, wasn't it? Yeah. The costume, especially the second goal, I think Welbeck got the third, but it was a stupid mistake, sir, that went down in there at West Ham. Philippe Anderson has looked like a good signing so far. Like, yeah. You can't expect 100 million worth of players to click yeah. straight away, like, because they are making big changes. And 
I would worry though looking at their upcoming games because they play Everton away next, then Chelsea at home, then United at home. Yeah, West Ham have been a very temporary club for me in terms of player wise. That mm. they haven't had a lot of players, bar maybe Noble and kind of, ups and to have stayed. Isn't it always kind of the club that they'd sign? 10 players and by January they'll be back to the same players that they always had yeah yeah it's very, very strange I th- like I, that I think they signed like 7 players for 70 million in 06 07 and I think they bought Mascherano and Tevez after impressing at the World Cup mm. and they just about stayed up if you look at the team there you've got some of the signings they got brought in Carlos Sanchez he was rubbish at Aston Villa like yeah uh, Jack Wilshere is decent but He's not fit enough. You could see him puffing and puffing again the other day. Not, not cigarettes this time. Fabianski can make Fabianski himself speak, but good keeper. he can be dodgy at times. I know, he's been good since he left Arsenal. <laughs> it's just that the goalkeeping coaches we had at the time, and Mitchell Antonio has been was brilliant for six months, and they were saying he was going to be playing for England and everything, but no. Nah. No, uh, <coughs> uh, Creswell is okay there as well, and Fredericks mm. dependent on his Ryan team. Fredericks. I think he's a championship yeah. player, wouldn't he? Yeah, was he at Wolves? I, I could be wrong. So, yeah, yeah. Something like that. But do you think on the broader issue like that, people have too much. People are too quick to jump. Oh yeah, definitely. These days, I th- I think look, Mayor, I think it's a bit too quick now to be jumping the gun. You know, it's like um, what's it? Past the crisis. Yeah. Last year, last week it was Mourinho who was getting sacked, and was like, and now it's Pellegrini. And the week before, our, you know, Mourinho was Emery because he'd lost two games. Exactly, like you know, you look at the ones who are top at the moment and twelve points. If they lose one game, see United and Arsenal are only within three points of them. Yeah, and so. it's back on again. You know what I mean? So I don't think uh, you can really jump the gun uh, at this stage of the season, particularly. Like, remember, was it last year when De Boer got the boot after four or five games yeah. at Palace? Yeah. But they just looked rudderless and didn't look like they knew what they were doing. One, one thing though I do love about this season. Last season you had United and City shoot off at this stage. And it was after about five, six games United started to crumble. And we were saying City probably going to win the league. That's all mm. we were hearing. I don't see this happening this but it's time. But st- it's still too early though. Yeah, it is. It is. I think we didn't start. Well, I didn't start. Thinking, they won their eight game, first eight games or something. Yeah. Didn't and then it was kind of like, oh shit, now they're gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Off over the hill, there's no yeah. only the dust behind them. No one's going to catch them. But um, we'll go briefly to the Arsenal game, which is what I was going to talk, wanted to talk about. So, what did I say to you last week? Cardiff haven't scored any goals in the Premier League. Yeah, and it's more They're going to score them against us. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Now, a lot of people are, for, are quick to blame Mustafi and Socrates for the mistakes but I don't think you can because it's the way we play is leaving us open and I think the wrong midfield pairing has been certain from the start as well like I know a lot of people are raving and you you included yeah. are raving about Guendouzi and I do think he's a good player but Shaka is not the right partner for him because Shaka yeah. needs someone to mind him. He can't be minding someone else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you saw, so to go through the game quickly, Mesodosal is back in the team. No mystery flu or and Mkhitaryan. Mkhitaryan was dropped when yeah. I was saying last week. Oh, he's yeah. he's a shoe in to be playing. Yeah. Well, it surprised me when I seen the lineup. Uh, can they play together? I do you think? Get do you, to that. No, yeah. a sec. <laughs> uh, what's his name was dropped as well. Alex Awobi. He was dropped completely from the squad. Sick as well. All this, all this sickness of Jesus. 
clean the cafeteria. Yeah, just stop eating M&M's. <laughs> so we took the lead through a bullet header from Mustafi. Something amazing scene. And <laughs> and uh, he did... Remember the Swiss game at the World Cup? Oh, he did a certain he celebration. Did a, he did the Serbian or the Albanian celebration yeah. as well. But thankfully the FA don't really care about stuff like that and they didn't bang him or anything. But then we gave away a stupid goal to Victor Camarasa. It just somehow, I don't know how it happened, it rebounded across the goals and he just ended up at Czech's feet and boom. But before that, there was three or four occasions where every time the crowd, the ball went near Peter Czech, he was a, the crowd was on top of him yeah, and he was panicking. And one against Harry Arthur, I think it was just before the goal, I, thought, I might have said yeah. he would have made it 2-1 earlier. But yeah, it was just before the goal, he passed it straight out to Harry Arthur and... Harry Arthur would be kicking himself in the dressing room for missing it, I'd say. And keepers get bullied for that thing. That thing kind of follows them. Because yeah, all cause season, you're going to be here. No. Yeah, exactly, no. yeah. <laughs> Even inside the Limerick FC matches, you yeah. know, you every time the ball goes near the keeper, you've got to... Yeah, it's, it's like... Then, also starting this game, for his first game of the season, was Alexander Lacazette. And man, the difference in him this season is something... Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think he is, is so much more physical now. Like, I, yeah, I think I think there's a bit of fire in his belly now. He, the, the old friendship with Lacazette or with Abamyang is uh, proven to be great. I think I think you know is he does have the fire in belly, pissed off over not getting into that World Cup team, really. Yeah, and, that you know, I, and <clears throat> long summer for him, long mm. break. So basically, for the second goal, Ozil played the ball. Uh, when I seen this, I was like, oh my god. Ozil played the ball in, right? Aubameyang was running off Lacazette and Lacazette just left off the most sublime of flicks right into the path of Aubameyang who then curled it around the keeper into the bottom corner for 2-1 and I, I jumped off the chair and yeah. ran around like a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> then Cardiff brought then Cardiff brought one out, Danny Ward got an equaliser for them and then Lucas Torreira came on for Guendouzi finally. Um, I think Torreira and Xhaka needs to be the central midfield parentship from now on you know I, like I watching Jack last season did my head in and I know he wasn't I know people hate, people he hate him getting, he wasn't getting played right where he was because you know we were seeing this different player in the Swiss team but I have to say when I watched him against West Ham you know watching him play with his feet and he looks looks a lot happier and he's a lot he's better. the one that starts a lot of the attacks from the back now I forgot to mention for the first Cardiff goal it was his misplaced pass that led to the goal. Now, look, what he was trying was, was fine. He was aiming for the player at the other side of the pitch. If it worked, it would have been great because we'd have been off in a counter-attack. Yeah. It didn't work. He gets slated. Yeah. <laughs> so, Cardiff got a second goal back. Then, a ball from Torreira. So, basically, Lacazette was sitting on the shoulder of the last defender. Torreira just saw him and slid the ball through. Lacazette turned around and... Nearly burst the net. I don't think the keeper even saw it come past him. No. For 3-2. And there was a few hairy moments after that. There could have been even 3-3. But we held on for the three points against the newly promoted team that hadn't scored a goal yet. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I do feel that Cardiff will probably get a better run of the league this time around than the last time. But, um, you know, to be fair to them, I think... I think they'll take a lot out of that game, mm. Cardiff going forward now, and I think that international break. I think there'll be a lot of players there going back with a positive mindset. I think the same should be said for Arsenal as well yeah. because 
their games that last year, like we lost to Brighton, we lost Bournemouth, we lost uh, Huddersfield, yeah, all away from home, and this we've won six points from dodgy games. Yeah, I I know they're against West Ham and yeah. Cardiff and what have you, but. I was will be happy with that. I, think. I was delighted to get three points at Turf Moor because you never know if Burnley yeah, starts getting one. good, you know. Better have them home than away. You better have the points in the bag than fucking anything, though. Yeah, exactly. But for me, it was great to see Lacazette and Aubameyang actually playing together and doing well as well. And I'm absolutely happy out that we have three points. Another three points in the bag. Uh, going forward, I won't say anymore because I have some more questions about that particular match. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, so we're going to jet away from the Premiership and over to the sunny Canary Islands <laughs> for our weekly check-in on Lanzarote Football Club. Um, dum, da, dum, da, dum, da, dum. So, last 2nd of September, a cracking start. We'll just give you the match reports and you can make up your own mind from then. A cracking start to the season for the Rojillos with two wins out of two games. It could have been a different story if it had... Well, we'll start off with the scoreline first, should we? Yeah. So, UD San Fernando 1, Lanzarote 4, which gives them 6 points out of 6. Uh, after the goal, it could have been a different story hadn't it been for Alejandro saving a penalty in the 12th minute for Lanzarote. It sounds like a good game, actually. After that, goals from Iosi Perez, not the guy from Newcastle. This fellow is an older gentleman. I've seen him he's in his late 30s, I think. Uh, in 20, 20 minutes Rosman 41 and new signing Alex Yunez who's pictured here on the Lanzarote Facebook page with a very funny face on him yeah <laughs> mean, mean meant they were training up at half time Iosi got a fourth in the 68 minutes but the Grand Canary inside scored a consolation late on preventing Lanzarote from taking top spot so Lanzarote currently sit in second position behind CF Pulido on goal scored and CD Tenerife B in third points in third place with four points and next Sunday Lanzarote play Fuerteventura side CF Union Puerto and you can get the full match report on www.lanzaratefootball.com and we're going to stay tuned to them for the rest of the season of course they're on Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash Lanzarote Football Club. Just while we're on Spanish football, uh, our Brazilian Ronaldo uh, decided to buy majority of shares, 51% of Real... Valladolid, wasn't it? Yeah, that yeah, was I it. Saw yeah. That Actually, when I saw it first, I thought it was uh, CR7 who was after doing it. <laughs> Cristiano, but no. So we'll go on to our... Oh, and let me also wish best of luck to... Um, Lanzarote next Sunday and hopefully they can go top of the table yeah and they'll be a proper team to follow and I will I will, I will keep an eye out for um, I will keep an eye out for links and stuff to watch them because I know for the playoffs last year when they got to the playoffs they had uh, live streams to watch them and everything and I watched their defeat sadly but uh, could be better this year could but be better. they're looking great this season so far anyway so, from the Football Banter Group, Seamus Hogan asks, uh, we did all this already, like Denmark putting out a futsal team versus Slovakia yeah. as players on strike Wales in our group. On Saturday, Irish players changing their minds about playing for us. Okay, so if you want that question answered, you're going to have to go to the very start of the podcast. 
because I think we covered nearly all of that. Yeah, we, started, we got to inside and out. Intensively. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sebastian Goddard says, uh, is Arsenal making progress or is it pretty much the same? I'll let you enter it since you're neutral to this. Uh, which? Man? Is <laughs> Arsenal making progress or is it pretty much the same? Your thoughts? Is it or they making progress? Um, I get it. You know, it's it's a tough one. It's a real tough one because was, was, as we're saying, it's early days. But mm. I think attacking point of view, they're making progress. I think Arsenal will score more goals, uh, without a doubt, which is obviously going to help them a good bit. But, uh, and the conceding front, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm still not happy with that defence mm. and so that midfield, uh, needs a bit more patching. And I think if they find Jacket's favourite position and, and find someone who can protect him, I think uh, Arsenal will be a, a force to be reckoned with. But uh, they, I'm still not happy with the defensive attack. I am. I think they're um, from my point of view I think like Jamie said it's too early to make any judgments but you can see what he's trying to do with his new plan and the plan out from the back having the keeper and this that and the other thing but like in Man City's first season they barely made the Champions League in under Pep I'm on about now so to expect Emery to have his his team playing the way he wants them or he hasn't even signed any players yet, either. Like so, I think by by January you'll know, because then you'll see like if there's people, not if there's people not doing their job, he'll be looking to get rid of them. And I seen a great quote on Peter Check the other day as well, in that, do you know other people are saying oh can Check do this whole, whole uh, playing in the, out playing, the back. playing out the back thing, I think what Emery is doing is very clever. He's given him enough rope to hang himself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So if he can't do it, at least he can't say, well, I never got a chance to try. Yeah. So if he keeps fucking up for the lack of a yeah, better I... term, Leno will be in. Yeah. And my last time mentioning Paul Merson now, right? <laughs> but he was on about this. To, I watched the debate the other night and a lot of things stuck in my head because they were so ridiculous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, he was saying about... He says, oh, Peter Cech's a 35-year-old keeper. He's won this, won that, played up 700 games. What does a twenty, what's a 21-year-old coming from nowhere in Germany mean to him? So, like, Bernd Leno is 26 years old, has been capped for Germany, has played five years in the Champions League. Yeah. So, if he's not capable, no, he, he played that kind of game last year with Leverkusen. Yeah. He's exactly what we need in goals but I think again it's just a matter of Emery giving Czech his chance before the boot does go in because yeah. to be fair Czech is 35 if he loses his spot it'll be very tough for him to get back in yeah you know like when I watch Czech then I kind of see he gives, he gives, me, he gives me heart attacks yeah so. I watch him and I compare him to Edwin Van de Zer when Van de Zer mm. was that age and Van de Zer was a lot more safer hands than he was because Van der Sar covered most of the goals that I Exactly, you know, but I, I still do feel that Czech, um, reflex-wise even, is actually only all right. Um, I, I think, think he lost so much when that yeah. accident happened. Oh, yeah, I, t- I think... He's never been the same. Like. Yeah, like, I mean, it was, it was amazing the way he kind of got his confidence back, I suppose. Mourinho would have never sold him if he was still that player, like, yeah. Yeah. to us. That's, that's what I think. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think we are making progress, but it's slow. To answer the question, it's very slow. Um, 
but that's how it's going to be. Your train, your training, like you've got to think, right? It's not just the manager has changed; it's the whole backroom team, a lot of people behind the scenes, the whole transfer team. Like this, some of these people have been here for twenty-two years. Like, yeah, it's not going to change overnight, and I don't expect it to. Yeah. So I expect more defeats, and I expect more defensive calamities before they get it right. Yeah. And. I'm going to take it because we're patient. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Exactly. It's not, it's, it's not just pulling off a band-aid. Like, yeah. We're, min, we're mending the stitches here. Like, um, Wayne Shields says, first to get the boot. Roy Hodgson, for me. Right. Uh, they've had a poor, poor start to this. Yeah. And I know Wayne Shields is a Liverpool fanatic and he's expecting both of us to say Mourinho. Yeah, but I don't. I think Mourinho will hang in there for a little uh, while. I think. I think. I think Mourinho. I think there's a bit of a. I think Mourinho is playing a very clever game at the moment. Oh yeah, with the, every game now he's going over to defence. Yeah, uh, and he's like Woodward is the problem, not me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and, and you know I think the way he's played the media has been fantastic. That yeah. quote there at the weekend because oh I won so you must uh, be disappointed. Yeah. You know, classic. And he says to your one on BBC, uh, you don't like me anyway. Yeah. And she's like, we do like you. Oh, most of you don't. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, I think I think I think that um, hate might um, might bring out some good things in him, but we'll see what happens. You know, it's very early days, and we had two two silly defeats really, where we didn't play very well. So, it'd be interesting to see how he pans out. But um, will he get the boot? I don't think he's going to get the boot too early. If he like, does. I, like if you look at the other teams in the bottom third there Sean Dyche isn't going to get the boot Benitez isn't going to get the boot Wagner and Huddersfield is not getting the sack neither is Neil Warnock I think even Chris Uton's safe the guy with Fulham is safe I think you're only really looking at if Southampton had a bad run of results maybe Mark Hughes could be in trouble and we know Southampton and we do know the way they go like you know um, they, they go fair bad there at times West Ham was... like my head says no but then my body, then, my body. <laughs> Saying yes. <laughs> um, yeah, golden, golden, whatever his name is. They're not the best football people, are they? Like no, they, I, I think, I think, I think they might get too impatient. The like they're the ones that sacked West uh, Sam Allardyce when they were tenth because they weren't playing West Ham side of football. Yeah. So yeah, Pellegrini could be in trouble after a few more defeats, but he really shouldn't be because he's a Premier League winner. Yeah, and he's still trying to bed in a load of new players. He knows what it takes to win. You know, it's just a yeah. case of whether the players will buy in. He's won his... more trophies than West Ham will have ever won. Yeah, no, that's lousy on West Ham. But anyway, um, okay, so I think that's the football banter. Oh yeah, what's your thoughts on the VAR finally being trial in the Premier League before we go any further? It's not going to actually be in this season, though. No, like I know um, they're just testing it. I I I do feel there that it's. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, after seeing it in the World Cup, I'm not happy with it, and I don't want it. Okay, I'd be the opposite. I think yeah. some decisions have been really fucked up so far. Palace against Liverpool is the one that sticks out in my mind. With Salah dived for the penalty. Yeah. And another decision, and they had a player sent off as well. And I think if VAR was would have been there, Palace might have gotten something from that game. Yeah. And Liverpool wouldn't have twelve points. And I'm sure there's been others as well. Uh, but that's just that's why there's two of us. It's good to yeah. pause and views. Yeah, you know, you know, and it, look, just saying it myself, like a VR is either fantastic or it's terrible in my eyes. It's another, it's another um, conversation starter. Yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, these are just the arsehole questions. <laughs> um, we might have some news as well next week, but I'm not. I'm leaving that till next week. So, the obvious questions: Should check be dropped? Yes, in my opinion. I'm going to answer these with mostly one, yeah. one word question, one word answers. Should Shaka be dropped? No, he just needs someone to babysit him whilst he does the his business, the important stuff. <laughs> He shouldn't be relied on to do the defensive duties because that's not what he can do. Yeah. Should Holding or Dino get a chance? Dino being uh, Mavropanos. Yeah, in the Europa League though, not in the Premier League game when the other two are still trying to figure out what the, what the situation is. Should Torreira start? 100% yes. Because he's been brilliant in the three times I've seen him come on. Um, he said he said himself my answer to all of the above is yes <laughs> should the partnership of Alba and Laka continue I think against the smaller teams definitely I think the, we could come unstuck a bit against the likes of Liverpool and City and whatever else and you might need an extra defensive player tracking back but yeah I'd, I'd pretty much say yeah, the, yeah. In, like they should be playing against Newcastle in the next game and trying to put them to the sword early because you know what kind of game Newcastle will play. Yeah, New, Newcastle will keep building and building, then they'll try and nick something. Yeah, then. they'll be trying to John, John Joe Shelby us yeah. from the start, and that's another reason why Torreira should be starting because he'll be well over for him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's at the end of another BP yeah. Zone podcast. Yeah. It's been emotional. Been been very emotional. <laughs> uh, no Premier League, unfortunately, this week we have. International football. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so look, hopefully, anyway, so we can sit back, have a beer, turn on the TV, see that Ireland are on, go back outside. <laughs> <laughs> come back in 90 minutes or so and just. Better off trying FIFA or something, the new one will be out soon. Yeah. Uh, but Spider Man is out this weekend, so I probably get that. Yeah. It's probably, anyway. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so as, as I said at the top of the pod, make sure to check out the Facebook and Twitter pages. We will be updating them more often as well soon. Yeah. And you can download this podcast from Stitcher, from SoundCloud, from iTunes, Podcast Addict, and any other. I think we're, we are covered across most podcast apps now anyway. So yeah. you can find us there and leave us a rating and all that. Shenanigans. The jazzes. <laughs> and we shall be back to you probably same time next week with episode 36. Oh, yeah. Getting older again. Getting older. So, from myself and Jamie, goodbye. <laughs>